What's up, my friends? It's Rick Mulready here. Listen, if you are feeling like you're struggling to keep up with all the AI opportunities, or maybe you're wondering how to even start leveraging AI in your business without all the headaches, the AIFI newsletter is designed with you in mind, my friend. Every week, I simplify AI for you, showing you how to apply it and integrate it into your business so that you can work less and profit more. As one of my readers put it, it's a must-have for any entrepreneur who wants to get more done in less time. And they said there's a lot of noise out there and your information is up-to-date, yet just feels more calm and more relatable. So I want to invite you to sign up for the AIFI newsletter. It's free. Just go to rickmulready.com forward slash newsletter. That's rickmulready.com forward slash newsletter. It's extremely important to make sure that the collaborations you're doing are a win-win. That doesn't mean that both of you have a big audience. That doesn't mean that there's money involved even. It just needs to be a win-win. It's really, really, really important to understand what people's values are and to know what is going to incentivize them to say yes. Okay, so Jordan, I am super happy to have you on this podcast and i know the listener who doesn't know you yet can hear this little bio and then it's going to really listen to what you have to say about collabs but as like a multi seven figure business strategist whose mission is for high achieving business owners to prioritize rest without sacrificing revenue and i understand that a lot more especially after we talked for the last what was it 30 minutes before we hit record. <laughs> but then also on your podcast, that's called System Saved Me, where you go behind the scenes like for the successes of business and kind of spotlighting um, those invisible systems that people have never heard of. I, listening to your podcast, get the systems part. But then when I look at your Instagram, I've mm-hmm. seen so much that makes me just want to title you the collab queen So my first question is, along with the title of this podcast, like, how do you feel that collabing can blow up an online course creator's business? Yeah, well, you think about just in general in business, Mm -hmm. when you are trying to get more sales, trying to get more leads, trying to get more attention, people tend to go this like one-to-one route where they're hoping that this one person responds to a DM shout out or this one person who is listening to your podcast, right? And those things are good and fine. And I do those too, right? And it's a very leverageable marketing strategy to actually plop yourself into somebody else's audience of multiple people, many, many people who are a good fit for your offers. And so I am a big, big fan of leverageable things because my energy capacity is pretty low and I have to be strategic with my time and with my energy. So I really believe that if you're wanting to maximize the amount of time that you're marketing, getting in front of other people's audiences is entirely the best way. And two, you know, even with Facebook ads, which I love and I do use, you know, there's a cost to it. And with a lot of collaborations, that cost is gone. Hmm. So being able to, again, somewhat be smart, you know, financially, depending on where you're at in your business, Hmm. having collaborations is a way for you to really jump the trust for people. Because if they trust 
right? They trust you, Quajo, and now I'm here. And they're like, well, if I trust Quajo, I also trust Jordan because you brought me here, right? And so that right. trust is transferred versus having to nurture and build up that trust on a one-to-one basis through email marketing, through podcasting, through a bunch of different other marketing avenues. I just wish, I really do wish we had recorded what we were talking about before. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. I know, right? Well, and for me, I think that with collaborations, you can get so creative with it. Mm -hmm. For me, I'm very, I mean, not a shocker. System Save Me is, you know, the name of my business and my podcast. And so I decided to create an actual system around, okay, how many collabs is it going to take for me to hit a million dollars in my business? And it wasn't because I wanted to shout it from the rooftops that I've made seven figures or anything. Like it was a challenge. Like I'm one of those people that likes to challenge myself. So I'm in, I'm in the middle of a challenge right now. A hundred K. Yeah, you are. A hundred days to a hundred K months. And how did you come up with this challenge to number one, hit a million dollars? Because I feel like a lot of people use that number specifically, but then also how did you decide to do it through collabs? And this was before, Mm. was it before you're the collab queen? Did this idea come to you through prayer? Yeah. So it, it definitely was before I was known as the collab queen. People knew that I was collaborative, right? They were like, Mm. okay, Jordan's showing up everywhere, but they, they didn't really necessarily know all the ins and outs of it really until 2023 when I was actually like, yeah, you you think that I'm not really doing anything, but I'm doing a lot. And that's because I'm doing it in other people's communities. So for the first few years of my business, I was making between like $180,000 to $220,000. Very lean. Right on. Doing VIP days. And I then decided to join this group coaching program to help you build a group coaching program. And I had no idea what I was going to do. But I was like, I'm going to sign up for it and I'll figure it out, <laughs> uh, which was a you know, $24,000 a year, figure it out. And my husband was like, what is happening? (laughs) Off the deep end. You're freaking out. What did you say his name was? Uh, So it was Mariah Cause is who I learned from. No, your husband. Oh, my husband, Marcus. Marcus. Okay. (laughs) Marcus, yeah. So we got to thank Marcus because he let you make the $24,000 decision. Yeah. He, and and I talked to my husband about things that are usually around like, uh, maybe like five to 7,500 and above, I will have a conversation with my husband, not because he he's not in my business at all, but because I respect him as my husband and I want to make bigger financial decisions together. That's just something that we've discussed. So, so when I went to him for 24,000, I was like, I have it. Right. Right. And also like, this is a big deal. And he was like, you know, you've taken risks, you, you know the direction, generally speaking, that you want to go. So if you feel like this is the the best decision, then do it. And it it absolutely was. It was a whirlwind and actually made double that amount in my first launch a month later. So it was a good decision. (laughs) Okay. So outline this. You decide the $24,000 group coaching program about how to create a group coaching program. And you also had this really good launch and I still I still need to know too, how did you come up with that goal though? One million through collabing. Right. So because that launch went well and that was a group program about VIP days, yeah. that first year I didn't focus too much on collabs and got to about four hundred and twenty nine thousand that year. Okay. Around double ish of what I had made previously. And I was like, there's a faster way. Like I need to like expedite this. Mm -hmm. to the million next year. And so my two focuses were hiring 
and collaborating. Because I knew that if I was collaborating well, which I know how to, more people are going to be coming to me and I need to make sure my back end was tight. So it was kind of an arbitrary number if I'm thinking like if I'm thinking about it. It was more of a gut of like, I think if I hit 50 collabs, not all of them will pop off, but enough of them will pop off mm-hmm. to where then I will make the million, right? Okay. Because I all think right. too, everyone thinks every collab is going to like, you know, just fireworks your business. And that's just not the case. And that's okay. Some people are slow burner audiences. Some people are like, you know, quick starts. So, so I determined in January of 2021, so during the pandemic, that I was going to hit the 50 collabs and that was what was going to make the me the million. And that just was, that was like my sole goal. And so I hit 50 collabs through a bunch of different things. Like, guest podcasting <laughs> they're all on zoom <laughs> like <laughs> you know like i would do some different creative collabs as well where i would look at okay specific types of businesses like copywriters for example we had a pretty strong copywriters presence in our group coaching program and so i started to reach out to copywriters who had audiences of copywriters and said hey like you don't teach VIP days. I do. Here's some things that I've been able to accomplish with copywriters. Can I do a workshop or a training for your audience in order to have them come and join? You'll be an affiliate. You'll make whatever. I don't know what was it was. $400 per person that joins my program, which is enticing, which again, like I think is a point that I want to make sometime in this, in this discussion around just like incentivizing. But Uh, So I would get to come into these communities and teach and talk about how copywriters, how course creators, how wedding planners, how, you know, nonprofit consultants, how all sort coaches. And so I would take this training kind of on tour and tweak it to each of the different groups that I was talking to. And so that was such a leverageable opportunity because it allowed me to be the the sole voice of VIP days, which, yeah. you know, people have connected me to, but it's in a bunch of different, I went wide instead of deep, if, if that makes sense. So with one training, you, at least in the beginning, mm-hmm. collabed by delivering that training to other people's audiences. Yep. Nice. Yeah. And that's the most direct way, right? Okay. To collaborate and to get sales. It's tough to get opportunities like that. It's tough to, again, enter someone's paid community. I would say that's like the creme de la creme, if you can. Mm -hmm. And because I had built so many relationships from the beginning of my business in 2016 until 2021, when I was doing them, you know, I was able to, again, leverage those relationships that I had built. And so it wasn't, it didn't have to be this big, like pitch, conversation situation like people knew what it was because they had known me and seen me for years so then when I had the ask they're like well duh like why would I have anybody else come in and talk about VIP days it's going to be Jordan so that helps too is building the relationships and connecting with people on a human level so they know your values they know you're the real deal and they're like of course I'm going to have you in my program right so talk to the listener about what would be like the very first actionable step for them if they want to collab with someone. Do they have someone in mind or they're just saying collaborate in general? Collaborate in general to grow their business. Yep. All right. We'll yeah. start all the way back. So <laughs> I would say, you know, if you're wanting to collaborate, the biggest thing that I've done, which sounds so basic, 
I connect with people on a human level. You do. And it's true. It's like, yeah, I'm just like, listen, like we're human. Like I, you know, drive a 2015 Jeep and I got a kiddo and I got, you know, (laughs) bills to pay. I'm a human. And often people want to posture themselves and to like pretend or to like seem more professional or seem like they have the most legit thing ever. And while it is important to position yourself well, right? I'm not saying just wildly come up into to people's worlds. And people want to do business with people. People want to connect with the human side of you first. They want to learn your values. They want to learn what's important to you, what's your mission, mm-hmm. what you got going on over there before they even are thinking about bringing you into their into their world. Like recently I had a I'm doing this uh, VIP day bootcamp right now. And a friend of mine who we coached together in a program for a couple of years, and then we've just been fans of each other for a while. We don't talk on a regular basis, but she reached out to me in my inbox, saw what I was doing and was like, Hey, like I have accomplished this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. I think that it would benefit, you know, the boot camp that you're about to do. Like, you want me to come talk to your people? And I was like, yep. And then we created a Google invite and she's coming into my group. You know what I'm saying? It's like so that. that is just the nature of starting as a human. And I didn't take it as opportunistic. I didn't take it as anything but her wanting to provide value to my people. And so when you are able to create those sorts of relationships, then the collaborations come easy. So don't go guns a-blazing, spray and praying pitches everywhere. My thing is like, you know, I'll be on Instagram and I'll respond to people's stories about their dog or like the fact that they're in Lisbon, Portugal, and I know where the best chocolate cake in the world is. And so I'm going to send them all the links and I should really have a guide at this point, but that's besides the point. (laughs) I will come in and like be human. Like how would I talk to somebody at Whole Foods or, you know, at my son's baseball games? Like those are the ways that again, it sounds basic, but I, what I'm doing is different than what everybody else is doing, unfortunately. And, you know, I think, Quajo, too, you're similar in that in that way, you know, just natural connector. Like, let's yeah. be humans, you know? I think, okay, natural connector. And I do love meeting people. And I think what you're saying about just being human, being clear and upfront about, like, your intention in collaborating. Yes. And mm-hmm. then, you know, finding a way that it's mutual. What I'm picking up is... Find a way that's mutually beneficial, say that way, and let's see if we can do this. Two ladies just finished their Facebook ads set up to success calls with me. And if you have a similar challenge to them, then this kind of call might be for you. It's one-on-one three calls with me over the course of 28 days, and you will have run a successful Facebook ads campaign during our time together. And the one-on-one coaching also happens with unlimited Voxer access to me in between those calls. And I have two spots left for June. So the first lady, she was boosting posts from Instagram (laughs) and she needed me to show her how to do the about the same thing inside of Facebook ads. And I showed her how to do it with better targeting so she can reach the kind of people that she wants with more control for her business. The second lady had a program revamp and she was looking to run lead magnet ads to her new pro or to her new lead magnet so that she could 
sell people into the program. So we looked at a number of lead magnets that she had and decided the best one for ads and then looked at some data that helped us understand how we would best run ads to that lead magnet. I helped her get her ad account set up and in shaped and brainstorm. And we also took a look at her landing page to decide which landing page style would convert. And these are the kinds of things that I do during these Facebook ads set up to success calls for you if you need. Go to theartofonlinebusiness.com forward slash call or click on that same link down in the show notes below so that you can run your own Facebook ads successfully without having to hire an ad manager. I will show you everything I know to get your ads up and running. Well, not everything, sorry. I should say I will show you everything that's necessary so that I'm not overwhelming you, but so that you can get good results just like I can. I coach you step by step. You get to leverage in less than a month Lots of the things that took me longer than three years to learn. Hope this finds you well. Chat soon. A hundred percent. Another creative collab I would love to share is I just had my first in-person event, 116 people here in Dallas, Texas. That is how I first saw you. It's because Laura Sprinkle Sprinkle. is in a peer mastermind that we met once. I'm trying to get us to meet again. She's awesome. Yeah. I saw you on her stories and then I tapped through and I was like, this looks like a really cool event and you look like a really cool person. And then I don't know how I reached out to you next, but here we are. (laughs) But here we are. Exactly. So for that event, I had some folks who were coming in and speaking on my stage in like Uh a kind of like eight minute session. And so I'm not a speaker coach. I'm not a brilliant speaker by any means, but I wanted to give people this opportunity because I have a stage and I love to spotlight my community. It's way more fun for me to have a stage with other people on it than even myself, oddly enough. Mm -hmm. So I knew that I wanted to set them up for success and have somebody who was a speaker coach, give them some guidance and feel really confident and good. And so I reached out to somebody who's awesome. I, we had met two years prior at an event She's stuck in the back of my mind. We've touched base here and there, like on Instagram, you know, I reached out to her and said, hey, I have an opportunity. Here's how many people most likely will be in the room and virtual. And I would love for these folks to be supported by a speaker coach. And so here's my proposition. Again, mm-hmm. I was very clear. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't like, hey, do you want to collab? Let me know. Like, n- please never, never do that. If you take okay. one thing away, please. Right? Because that's putting all that pressure and all of that just that, that weight on somebody else to figure it out. And like people have stuff to do. So I come in, I say, hey, I would love if you could give an hour of your time per person. So two 30-minute sessions, one to help them with their idea and the second one to like hear them practice and you give them pointers. I would love for that to happen for every single one of them. And then on the flip side, here's what I'll do for you. I will take care of your hotel. I obviously, you will not buy a ticket. All your meals will be covered. You'll be coming to the VIP dinner. And you will be emceeing each one of these people who are speaking on stage. And what that will do is you will have 12 case studies. Well, actually 16. I think it was 16. 16 case studies 
literally on my stage of the work that you do. And if somebody enjoys these speakers, then in their mind, they're going to be planted. Obviously, I want to work with you as a coach because I'm seeing in real time the fruits of your labor. And I know that you're the coach for me. And it was a yes. Cool. Right? So you thought of that first and then pitched to her. Yeah, I connected with her on a human level. And then I came in with the pitch. I decided, like, she didn't come to me. She had no idea, you know, what, what my desires were and stuff. But I reached out to her and laid it out. And it was an easy yes for her. She's like, yeah, these are exactly the type of people I want to get in front of. Um, I would love to be a support system for people. And it was a great lead gen for her. Awesome. So clearly, it, you did make it. <laughs> you did make it to your million dollar goal and and then some through yeah. through 50 collabs so clearly the leads and sales like that's the tangible benefit that the listener yeah. is thinking about right now and now they have a tangible way to get started i.e think about who they want to collab with and how it could benefit both of them and then connect normal yeah. and not be pretentious about it mm-hmm. so what are some of the benefits though for collaboration outside of leads and sales that you've seen happen in your life and within your business. Yeah, there's there's so many different benefits. And obviously, the biggest ones that people have are leads and sales, which are great. And there's nothing bad about that. We all got to grow our businesses. I want those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so, but some other ones have been, interestingly, when other people can't make like a speaking engagement or some commitment... I tend to be the person that they suggest to take their place. So that happened multiple times um, because they, yeah, yeah, like literally. And it's not even like I tell them like, oh, I'm looking to speak more necessarily. It's just they saw me speak to their people about, you know, VIP days and I'm doing different stuff in business. And that happened for a ConvertKit mastermind. Somebody else was originally slotted to speak and she couldn't make it happen and so she reached out to me and said hey can i just can i just suggest you to nathan like and i was like sure <laughs> yeah, <why laughs> you know? not? hold um, on i think a little clarification here yeah you're saying that this happens to you like out like inside of your expert area of expertise or outside and people are just like i just want jordan to speak go speak for me <laughs> some uh i would say a little bit of both um, so the ConvertKit one was not about VIP days. It was actually about my virtual conferences about VIP days and the okay. success that I had had with those launches. And so I did like breakdowns and case studies of each one of those. So that one was a little bit different. But then there was another one in Milwaukee where, again, a friend of mine couldn't speak for one reason or another timing schedule. And she's like, hey, can I suggest you to go and speak? And I'm like, sure. Um, and that one was more of my expertise. That was around systems at the time because I was earlier in my business. But people remember when you've impacted their audience. And mm-hmm. so they then can transfer again that trust to somebody else if they can't make it. Then another benefit is I get asked to be in a lot of offline opportunities like peer masterminds, like secretive events, retreats, things that people do not post about online, you will never hear about, you will never see. Because again, they recognize that, again, number one, they experienced my collaboration, whether it was through a podcast, whether it was through a training, whether it was through something else. And they know that I am going to contribute. They know that I'm going to come and 
be myself and show up and provide value as much as I possibly can. And so people are always like, what, how did you get in this room? Like, how do you even know these people are? And it's like, because when you connect with people on a human level, they know the values that you hold. And if whatever they have going on has those same values, you're obviously going to be one of the people that they connect with. And so those are some extra benefits of collaborations in general is the more people who know you, the more people who trust you and have brought you in front of their audiences, then like you want to be able to go deeper with those relationships that you really appreciated and that you saw the value in yourself. And so thinking that it's just, oh, it's just a podcast interview or, oh, it's just I'm going to speak to their people. I take that very seriously. And so I don't just cash it in, right? I don't just come show up and then like, that was cool. Bye. I want to deepen the relationships that I have. And while, you know, at some points it gets a little bit like, okay, like my connections are a lot um, and I try to upkeep them as much as possible. But I would say those benefits are, are pretty valuable as well because the rooms that I'm able to be in, the strategies and the relationships I'm able to build are tremendous in those rooms. And so that wouldn't be happening if I hadn't done those initial collaborations. I agree. Only because I had the privilege of hanging out with you for like 30 minutes before we hit record. (laughs) And I'm just thinking, as a person who loves and thrives like off of meeting people, I'm just like, Mm -hmm. I need to be in more masterminds. I mean, you put that on your Instagram story and I kind of raised my hand and said, here because it's like Mm -hmm. my goal to actually be around people. Like I don't do well stuck here behind a screen. And I say that on purpose, stuck here behind the screen, like... (laughs) I know we all survived through the pandemic, but it's just, I miss that about being in like an office with people. It's just the mm-hmm. people part. So yeah. when you're saying how many opportunities collaborating has afforded you to be in masterminds and offline events. I really want to know what secretive events are, but I think for the, because of this podcast, the link that we have um, left, which is not much, I'm going to have to wait. can you give me what idea i'm you know what what is what secretive event like what idea you don't have to say any names well yeah yeah yeah. so it's like um like someone wants to bring a bunch of people to their beach house right and so they'll just invite you to come and connect for three or four days at their beach house which again is not a like oh five thousand dollars pay me to come and be you know here with me it's just like i respect you i want you in the room Let's all hang out at my beach house and talk about business and wow. do life. Wow. Mm-hmm. I want to be there. Um, okay. All right. <laughs> I'm not going to take us down that rabbit trail. It's called a rabbit trail, right? Well, we're not going down right. it. You said that you would bring this up. I want to make sure before we finish. Because yes. I, I took a note. It said, ask Jordan about incentivizing. Incentivizing. You, you talked about it a bit. Yes. So, I mean, thank you for yeah rounding that back out. Because... It's extremely important to make sure that the collaborations you're doing are a win-win. And that doesn't mean that both of you have a big audience. That doesn't mean that there's money involved even. It just needs to be a win-win. And it's tough because, again, as someone who's a collaborator, I, I also do have to run a business. Like I have promotional slots, you know, throughout each month. And when they're gone, they're gone. And also those slots are generally for, again, things that are directly related to my audience that they've been asking me for, or they are for 
sometimes like longer term relationships or partnerships that that I establish. And so I will say, again, when somebody comes to me and says, hey, I have this $9 offer, it's a 50% split, I can't do that. Like, I don't care if it's the most aligned offer, it's not going to make sense for my promotional calendar because I will go hard, right? I will be 100% present and only talking about your offer. So if I'm going to spend however many emails, social media to make $5, I would rather go and sell the thing that's 2K or 5K for me and I get to keep all of that. And so- It's really, really, really important to understand what people's values are and to know what is going to incentivize them to say yes. And again, with money, I would rather just like share it on social media and not even worry about the $5 than have a 50% affiliate split for something like that. You know, like that's just kind of my, my thing. And so instead of pitching, like, let's do this whole campaign for this $10, $9 thing, like instead being like, hey, do you just want to do like an Instagram live for 20 minutes? Or do you just want to do a collab reel and share to your audience? That would make more sense specifically for me. But I think across the board, what, you know, the conversations I'm having is like, the pitches are not enticing. They aren't incentivizing. They don't make somebody say, I want to give up this promotional spot that I could be making bank on for this, right? Mm, okay. So it has to either be very, very much tied to a mission that the person is attached to. So sometimes I will do things that are centered around burnout or chronic fatigue that I'm not necessarily making money on, but because it's very, very close to me and how I operate and things that are important to me, I will say yes to those things. But if it's not something that's tied to my mission or it's not something that I can't make extremely direct ROI from, then it's going to be tough for me to say yes to those promotional opportunities. And that's too with like bundles and summits and those things are awesome and fun. And I've had my times where I'm like, I'm not doing any of them. And I have times where I do have space for them because I know that's, it doesn't bring me sales. It sometimes brings me leads. And it's a very competitive collaboration where you're fighting against time with all these other people, you know, versus like a conference or something at one person speaking at a time, or I'm doing a training in your program and it's just me talking, or I'm just talking to you, Quajo, for this guest podcast. There's not all this competition. And so again, for me, I've had to have my times where I'm not doing any summits or bundles because it doesn't make sense for me in my business. Mm. I have, you know, team members to pay for. I have my own life to pay for. And I can't just say yes to every single opportunity. So the incentivizing is around really thinking about if someone's going to give up the opportunity to sell their own thing or something about their mission, like, would they say yes to this? And a lot of times, yeah, money talks, right? And also, again, if if you have other people who can vouch for you, that also helps. But the incentivizing, I think, is something a lot of people need to work on because especially when you have an audience, a platform, you they you have to think about those things, you know? This is very, very, very practical advice. Have you seen I'm gonna stop asking questions after this one, I promise. Have you seen an amount that makes sense at a certain price point to incentivize Mm. somebody with Mm. do a collaboration. I will say the closer to the mission or the direction of that person, the less money they are willing to do. 
oddly enough, if it's further away. So like, for example, if someone's like, I have a website template for VIP day business owners, I would be more willing to take less of a cut of that because it's literally directly in line with what my people want. But if you're talking about, I'm a general business coach with a general business program, I need to take a bigger cut of that because number one, it's going to take me a lot more time to like figure out how to make that work for my people. How to message it, right? Right. How to message it, how to market it. There's literally just got to be a lot more to it. So that's what I mean by closer to the target or closer to the person's mission and focus. You can kind of get away with a little bit less. If it's further away, it's just going to take a lot more on my end to make that work. And so therefore, I would look for a bigger cut. Gotcha. Okay. My random brain is just remembering when everybody had those mattress ads on their podcast. <laughs> and I'm just like, how did those mattress companies pull it out? Like, Ooh, they are like sleep and entrepreneurship, apparently. I don't know. Like, it's Oh, man. <laughs> this is because I know the listener has a lot more questions. Mm-hmm. How can somebody, please tell me you have a collaboration guide, or if not, that maybe you'll be making one. But otherwise, how could somebody get in touch with you and learn more about the nitty gritty of collaborating from the collaboration queen? Yes, yes. So I would say the best thing is I have a private podcast. It's 10 episodes. And I just shared basically the journey of going after those 50 collabs and hitting the million dollars. I talk about the collaborations I said yes to. I talk about the collaborations I said no to and why. I talk about my different strategies that I use, all that fun stuff. And so you can go to just systemsaving.com slash collabcast. And uh, you can find it there. Systemsavedme.com forward slash collab with two L's, cast. Yeah. Because I'm typing it right now. (laughs) But I will put that in the description, in the show notes, in the show notes below. Final piece of encouragement you want to give to an online course creator who just needs that nudge off of their office seat to get out there and virtually start collabing. Yeah, I think that having the mentality that people want to do this, like it's not it's not a burden to somebody to want to collaborate with you. I think people get really nervous and think that people's default is no. And depending on how I how big of a name they are, maybe their default is no. However, I would say more times than not, it actually it would surprise you how often people do want to do more collaborations. They want to bring really amazing experts who, again, don't even teach what they teach to their communities, to their podcast listeners, to Mm -hmm. their memberships, and to not count yourself out before you even try. And to give yourself permission to, again, start as a human, like I said at the very beginning, where when you're driving with somebody, it's just like, naturally going to happen like oh i want to bring you you know to my group or my community or invite you to the beach house or whatever the case is you know and so if you're not having those just continuous conversations whether it's you know through instagram dms like i do or linkedin or whatever just connecting with people and not counting yourself out before the opportunities you know happen or present themselves. So, I say have some like collaborations should be fun. They should feel light. They should be yeah. like 
you know, this thing that's, that, that is exciting. And instead I know that it can be really scary because it's this whole, like, Oh, I got to pitch myself and again, show up kind of postured, have some fun, connect with people and realize that people do want to collaborate. Like it is something that people are very, very interested in. And it's an opportunity for both of you. It's a win-win. And and who doesn't want that? (laughs) Absolutely. I am so glad that you got, well, that you said yes to speaking on this episode. I think maybe I mentioned it in the DMs, but hearing, just finding out about someone like you who is making a living, helping people collaborate with each other, inspired me because in my previous business venture, the one that got destroyed by the pandemic, Mm -hmm. I loved collabing. Like I maybe did it over 50 times. And like, it was so fun reaching out to people and being like, hey, I speak Chinese. You have a vlog about living in China. Let's collaborate. And I did that so many times and it grew the social media presence. Like, I didn't have anything to sell at the beginning of that, but it did, it did grow the social media presence. And, and so when I saw you and then I realized, could this be a thing for like the online coaching space, the online course creator space, the online membership space among various creators? I just got excited because something as a in me as a people person just loves that sort of thing. So so thank you for for sharing and I hope for the listener that what Jordan shared with you motivates you to just reach out to somebody who you want to collab with and go for it. Totally. I think we're going to end there. Until the next episode, be blessed and we'll see you in the next one. Do you want to avoid the seven biggest mistakes that burn through course creators' ad money? I see these over and over and over again, and I put them together in a mini email series. This is not fluff. Each of the seven mistakes, I also have a recorded video tutorial showing you inside of Facebook Ad Manager how to fix those mistakes. This is good, solid, and it will save you money or help you make more money with your Facebook ads click down in the show notes below. You'll see the link and you can go download it right now for free.